his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Two serious questions. Has the economic crash already begun? And if we were having it, would we speak of it? The first sign that something was well and truly wrong. The first jaw-dropper came from what is now America's economic canary in the coal mine, Amazon. Before Christmas, that's when Amazon normally hires temporary workers. Except this year, they did something they'd never done before. November 15, they announced layoffs. Going into Christmas, that's when they're normally hiring. And the number? Staggering. 10,000 people. The largest fire ever at Amazon. By January 5th, with Christmas in the rear view, and worse than predicted, they upped the number from 10,000 fires, already a historic number for them, to 18,000. The next jaw dropper came in the GDP report at the end of January. You can read about it in a Fox Business article. GDP report reveals ominous Great Depression warning sign not seen since 1932. And what was that sign? I'll read it to you from Fox Business. The most troubling information in the GDP report is the precipitous drop in real disposable income, which fell over a trillion dollars in 2022. For context, this is the second largest percentage drop in real disposable income ever in America, behind only 1932, the worst year of the Great Depression. Wait, 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 I'm sorry. It didn't even get that bad during the Great Recession. Nope. And then the miracle happened. Jobs boo. Out of nowhere, says who? The Biden administration. A staggering 517,000 jobs created in January? Okay, that's more than twice what was forecasted. And it added up to, at least the Bureau of Labor Statistics said it did, the lowest unemployment rate in 52 years. Jobs boo, the media screamed. But something was wrong. I've done this for 16 years. And before that, I was a reporter. And in all that time, this country's always used two surveys to capture the job creation numbers month after month, year after year, quarter after quarter, the household survey and the payroll survey. 
These two surveys never come out exactly the same, but they're usually pretty close. That is, until Joe Biden took office and enacted his disastrous economic policies. You've probably heard about the jobs boom, so-called jobs boom we're having right now. The astonishing creation of 2.7 million jobs just in the last nine months it is amazing. At least, that's what the federal government's payroll survey says. But what about the other one? They've always been reported side by side, considered equally credible. What about the household survey? What does that show? It doesn't show that 2.7 million jobs were created at all. It shows that only 12,000 were. Oh, 12,000 a month for the last nine months? No, 12,000 total for the last nine months. That's a jobs apocalypse. That is a full alarm disaster. So how do we reconcile this? These two reports have never been this far apart. One showing an absolute jobs boom. The other showing economic calamity. What do we do? I'll tell you what the media is doing. Something I've never seen before in almost 20 years of reporting and doing talk radio. They're just ignoring the jobs report they don't like. For the first time, they're not talking about the household survey at all. In fact, they're pretending it doesn't exist. Even though for years, it's been the gold standard along with the payroll survey of how many jobs are being created or not created in this country. It's simply become the persona non grata survey. All while Joe Biden runs around claiming massive job creation. Oh, and this 517,000 jobs, a record breaker for our time, <laughs> conveniently timed, oddly, to right before the State of the Union. I'm sure it's all coincidence. I mean, if we only created 12,000 jobs in the last nine months, that'd be an economic disaster. Surely somebody would be interested in doing that story, right? Or at least... Explaining the difference between the two to their television viewers? No. The media, including Fox Business, is all but blacking out the household survey for the first time in my adult lifetime. And you know what, folks? You and I both know, if you've been listening to the Battleground podcast for long enough, when the media blacks out something, that is the latest, greatest, bestest sign that it's true. That that's exactly what you should be looking at. Well, the business networks and the regular news networks may have completely blacked this out. But a funny thing that I've also never seen before happened. Three separate media outlets called BS on the payroll survey. And what makes that so remarkable is that one of them is the rightward leaning zero hedge. Another one is Forbes, kind of in the middle. And the third, liberal Bloomberg. All three saying (laughs) no. Here's what Bloomberg wrote. On an adjusted basis, payrolls actually fell by 2.5 million last month, i.e. as in January. Wait, 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 wait. We shed 2.5 million jobs last month? Yeah. The way that Bloomberg explains it is they're just using a new larger adjustment to hide the jobs that have gone missing. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. 
Zero Hedge and Forbes have essentially explained the same thing. So how do we know? I mean, which of the two should we believe? How could we figure this out? There's actually a really easy way, as Zero Hedge pointed out. All you got to do is look at another number published by the federal government. Total U.S. full-time workers. Okay, so let's go back to March and see. How do we really do over the last nine months? Did we gain 2.7 million jobs, a boom, or just 12,000 jobs total, a, a jobs disaster? Which was it? All right, March 2022, there were 132.587 million full-time workers in America. Fast forward to January 2023, and it was 132.577. That's a loss of 10,000 jobs in a little over nine months. There was some job creation, though. As full-time jobs disappeared, poof, there was an increase of 1.42 million in low-paid part-time jobs. You know the kind you take when you've just lost your good-paying full-time job and you're so desperate and full of panic on the way home, you pull into the first restaurant you can find and apply for whatever they have? Those jobs. And folks, here's what's really scary. There's a new way to find out what the federal government actually thinks about job creation. Used to be you'd go to the Bureau of Labor Statistics for all these numbers that I just gave you. Now you've got to go to the Philadelphia Federal Reserve, where they admit whatever the federal government lied about. The first admission came a couple months ago. It was staggering. The Philadelphia Fed admitted that even though the Biden administration had claimed to have created, at the time, 1.1 million jobs, a study of those numbers revealed it was actually closer to 10,000. Now, this admission came after the midterms, you know, when Joe Biden and the Democrats ran around touting how we weren't really in a recession because we were living through a jobs boom because they had created 1.1 million jobs, which it turns out, according to the Philadelphia Fed, was actually only 10,000. That's a jobs disaster. That's barely any job creation. So what's the plan then? Have Joe Biden take credit for 2.7 million jobs and then the Philadelphia Fed in, nah, I don't know, six weeks, eight weeks, two months, something like that, will admit that actually we're only up to 12,000 now and nobody in this country can find a new job? Look, if this seems far-fetched, I'd direct you back to the first six months of this year. The bizarre way it went. We were actually in a recession, but if you remember, no one was allowed to say it. I did several podcasts on it. The Freak Show, where CEOs who don't ever want to be caught in public spewing inaccurate financial data could kill their stock prices, suddenly began to do a bizarre thing. They would go on television, even though we had confirmed two quarters of negative growth, that's a recession. They would say weird things like, we might end up in a recession going forward, but everything's great now, or we can't know if we're in a recession, which was the mantra the Democrats started off with. And it appears CEOs on Wall Street were somehow forced to repeat, almost as if it reminded me of those ISIS prisoner videos. You know, the one where they're you you, you can almost see the knife uh, to the guy's back as he's forced to make a video saying uh, that America is actually an evil regime. Yeah, like that, except they were corporate Wall Street big name CEOs. It was a freak show. So where are we, folks? Honestly, we're at the point where the numbers coming out of our federal government are so fake, in order to find out what's actually going on, you have to know where to look on the Philadelphia Fed site to find the truth. This is going to hurt investment in America long term. 
Because, I mean, this is why third world countries, you can have all the natural resources you want. They should theoretically be rich, but their governments are so corrupt that investors simply can't trust any of the data on the country and they're afraid to invest in it, understandably. Sounds a lot like where we are in America right now. And to me, it feels a lot like where I've been before. I mean, it's easy to think. If we were on the precipice of an economic crash, and that's where we'd be if job creation is actually the 12,000 jobs over the last nine months and we're hitting uh, near records not seen since the Great Depression in disposable income. That's where we'd be. But, I mean, if we were somewhere that serious, surely the news would tell us. I'm here to tell you they wouldn't. I will never forget the week the Great Recession began uh, with the crash in mortgage-backed securities. Remember that? Literally the beginning of the week, you still had Obama officials including Ben Bernanke, on television, assuring you that everything was fine, not to worry. Within days, they were on television, admitting everything wasn't fine, and it might take unprecedented bailouts to get us out of it. Bottom line, if we're in something like that, they won't tell you, not the government, and not even the most of, most financial experts that you see on TV, they will not tell you until the absolute screaming last minute when it's too late to hold it back anymore. Is that what they're doing right now? Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 